1: Thank Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience. It's that time of year. Again, the very special day 2020 NFL first round mock draft. So, if you want to get into a draw for 20 DraftKings dollars, here's what you do. You smash the like button of the episode, you leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, and you tell me who you want your team to take at your pick, boom, you're in that draw for 20 DK bucks. You want to get into a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars? Who wouldn't, right? Subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. Google podcast, leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, something you enjoy about the Pat Mayo Experience and you'll be in that draw for 100 DK bucks. If you're looking for more draft content beyond my guest today, if you hit the description of this podcast or video, you can find links to the scouting preview I did with Emery Hunt, the running back breakdown I did with Evan Silva. Later on this week, we'll have a wide receiver breakdown, plus our favorite NFL draft props before I go live, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on the DraftKings Facebook, on the YouTube, on the DK Live app, as we actually go through and play the DraftKings draft game during the draft live. And maybe I'll go live afterwards. If I'm feeling, if I won some money on the draft, I'll probably go live afterwards. If not, I'm going to go hide in the corner and go cry myself to sleep because I have no money left. That's probably the more likely scenario. Let's introduce the Mockers. First, from TheAthletic.com. You know him. It's Jake Seeley. What's up?
2: How's it going? I like the self at, what is it, at-home haircut, Pat? It's looking slick over there.
1: I'll tell you what was not looking slick when all my gray hair was growing out. I have to, like, (laughs) pretend to not be... 55 years old like i I can look like i'm in my mid-30s people don't need to know my actual age once the gray starts coming out i'm like sweating (laughs) at home because i get no exercise then i need to cut it out of my hair
2: that's what happened with me with uh, so the facial hair i went like a week and a half without shaving i was like yeah let's see what like what i look like with longer and then like the grays are starting to poke out here and there and I'm like ah never mind
1: from rotoworld.com last year's college fantasy football writer of the year by the FSG or FSW I get them all mixed up at this point but it is Thor Nystrom what's going on man speaking of not shaving (laughs) how you doing Pat when was the last time you actually shaved eight years ago
3: Uh, it's been a month or two
1: (laughs) so you've been pumping out a bunch of draft content have you done a primer for almost every single position now
3: at this point, we have, yeah, we had safeties done a couple days ago, so yeah, I'm all done, and uh, the my 500 player big board's coming out on Monday. Oh boy! So yeah,
1: that that can drop, uh, that can coincide with the dropping of this show as well. So you can find that at RotoWorld.com or just follow Thor on Twitter at Thorku, and you can find all the links up there. I'll even link Jake and Thor's work in the description of this audio podcast and video show. It's gonna be fun times, people. Jake get very triggered about things like mock drafts. Cause I think they think it's the real draft.
2: <laughs> I, I don't get it either but Look, I've admittedly said this before. And I, this is why I like doing this show with like Thor. And I do the stuff with Emery hunt and everything is, I'm not going to pretend. I know whether an offensive tackle can handle right tackle, left tackle has to slide into garden depending on what the scheme is. So, I lean on Thor, Emery, that type of people for that. And I put out a first round only mock draft for that reason. Cause I know enough about what the team needs are. And to your point, people still, Oh my God, I can't, there's no way, blah, blah, blah. would take whatever at 15. I'm like, dude, chill out. It's just my, my <laughs> mock draft. I'm not pretending. I know.
1: Yeah. So Thor, would you get like the, the feedback on everything, like you're like a 500 player, big board. Um, I'm going to throw this out here. You might not be right on all those picks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to be right on most of these picks but we're going to have fun with it
1: oh for sure like i when i had evan silva on last week uh, he's been rated as one of the better mock drafters over the years and accuracy he's like yeah if you mm-hmm. get like 10 out of 32 like you're elite so if we can get like three Fabulous. on the show correct i think we're doing pretty good <laughs> we'll take it all right so yeah, hope- ta-
2: pat i got six last year with well daniel jones i didn't have the giants taking him at six i had him trading up with the dolphins or something like that i thought six was great let alone i can i can't imagine getting like 10 like thor or evan
1: yeah so the big thing this year is we know it's going to be a virtual draft how do you see that impacting trades happening uh jake you said that there could be like delays and picks and they're putting in rules for that right now yeah
2: yeah, they tweeted out earlier for when we're doing this show as they said that they'll be able to pause the draft. I mean, this is full on commissioner mode in your fantasy world. Oh, I, I, I didn't realize I timed out back up that pick uh, in case there's technical difficulties, which we know what teams that are the New York Giants. And you know, maybe if they're trying to work out a trade and there's a communication issue. So they're at, this is like you said, I can see this being a nightmare. I don't know about Thor's feeling, but my feeling is there's going to be fewer trades because of it, just because I don't think some teams are going to want to risk going into that and then being up against the one minute and having all those things happen. So I think there will actually be fewer trades could be wrong. Again, it's a mock draft.
1: Well, there's I two. A, Yeah. I was going to say, there's two ways to look at it. One, you could have like the teams that are ahead of the curve tech wise, maybe they just trade with each other, but that would seemingly, I would think depress the trade market. If you couldn't get all the teams involved, wouldn't it Thor?
3: Yeah. I, I was going to say, I agree less trades, but I think we're going to see um, it, it's going to be less predictable. You know, I, I think that the picks, um, you, you know, like Pat, Pat and I were talking before the show of like, we've seen a lot of vacillation in terms of the mock drafts, in terms of the predictions, a lot of these rumors that have been tossed out, you know, things going uh, different ways, stuff like that. Um, I think there's a wild West feel to this draft. Um we're, we're, we, we don't really have our fingers on what's going on outside of maybe the first two picks, maybe the first three. Um, once we get to the Giants specifically, it's like um, things could start to get crazy from there on down. Um, so I, I, I agree that I, I don't think maybe we'll see as many trades, but I think this is going to be one of the least predictable drafts uh, maybe that we've ever seen. Well, this is good news. That's why the
1: you have to tune in to the NFL Draft prop show because maybe some of these underdogs are going to come through for us. The only one I'm going to give away right now is I bet Ruggs' first wide receiver off the board at plus 350. You can still find that number out there on DK Sportsbook. He's already down to plus 225. It just seems like these speed demons, to me at least, uh, every few years someone just reaches up like, oh, this is the fastest man alive, we need to have him on the team. And then all of a sudden, hey, you're cashing over 3-1 to one on your money. So I would almost exclusively go with plus money wagers this time around. We'll break this down more on the Draft Prop show like I mentioned. But if it's going to be highly unpredictable, you might as well get juiced money and therefore you don't even need to get them all right. If you get one right and two wrong and it's above, you know, plus 350, then all of a sudden you're winning money still despite the fact that you only got one of them right. I'll go through this uh when we make our mock draft picks and try to relate it to DraftKings sportsbook and see what the actual odds on some of this stuff happening are. But the rules of the mock draft as we go through them we are going to draft as we are the gms of that team so it's not who we want to take it's who we think (laughs) is going to go with these picks we can do trades but like we said trades might be less in demand this year than maybe other years and we have buffalo chicago the rams indy houston and pittsburgh without first round picks at the moment maybe at the very end we'll discuss what they might do with the rest of their drafts but This means that Thor gets a vote. Jake gets a vote. If they agree, that's the pick. If they disagree, it comes down to the tiebreaker. I'm like the VP, the Mike Pence of this mock draft. I'm going to come in, break that tie for everyone. So Thor, you're on the clock. You're the Cincinnati Bengals. Who are you taking?
3: Well, we got one free spot on the bingo board in in what's going to be a Wild West draft. Uh, This pick will be Joe Burrow. The Bengals bringing home the local kid. Um, and, and Burrow's a kid who he might not have, uh, you know, the elite traits in, in, in terms of like, you know, the bazooka arm or the, you know, elite athleticism. Um, but everything is just South of there, you know, in terms of accuracy to all sectors is top notch, top notch, um, ability to extend the play, um, you know, pocket awareness. Um, I mean, NFL throws last year, um, I mean, every single time just serving up dimes uh, to Jamar Chase and, you know, Justin Jefferson downfield and everything like that. The velocity is there. Uh, the arm strength is there. The frame is there. The size is there. Um, you know, he, he's a player who's going to come in and is NFL ready right away. So um, I think it's a no brainer pick for the, the Bengals on multiple different levels. So, Jake, in order to
1: win money on Joe Burrow as the first overall pick, by DraftKings Sportsbook, he is 10000 to be the first <laughs> overall pick. So you have to lay $10,000 in order to win $100,000. Is there any chance that you can see that all of a sudden the Bengals are like, you know what, maybe we'll swap down. Maybe we'll end up, at, maybe we'll take Chase Young and then see who falls to us in the second round. Maybe it's Jalen Hurts. Is there any chance of that happening?
2: Uh, I would put it at 0.1%. So (laughs) this is kind of feeling like the Ronda Rousey days, where she was like what nine thousand or something like that. So yeah, this is Joe Burrow. Everything you know, Thor said is 100% right. The only thing that you can nitpick about him is like age, and then it was a one-year situation where he broke out. But this is somebody that you know was recruited highly by Ohio State and was thought of highly at the time. So we we can nitpick it, but it's he's going first. I, I would not risk money uh, what's the plus side of it i mean maybe if you want to throw down well 50 bucks just in case all hell breaks loose
1: well i i guess so like if you look at the rest of the first overall pick odds chase young's 20 to 1 that doesn't seem worth it nah. uh herbert's 25 to 1 2 is 25 to 1 like it's gonna be burrow and the people aren't even priced properly on the other side of it so it's, it's all set
2: it so forget it
1: yeah it's just a complete no bet just stay away from the situation unless you have like the inside info which i do not uh jake where do you where would you rank burrow amongst first overall like what class of first overall pick at least a quarterback do you think that burrow is in is he a baker mayfield is he an andrew luck is he somewhere in between like what are we looking at here
2: i would not quite put him in andrew luck i would put him similar i think baker mayfield is good so i put him i do tiers so i only have two players inside the tier one of quarterbacks this year it's burrow and tua I, I can see some people really, I don't know what this late conversation is when we get to him about pushing down Tua now to the fourth quarterback off the board and all that nonsense. But I have his tier ones. I had Baker Mayfield as a tier one. I would say Andrew Luck would have been a tier one because I don't have like a tier of 0.5. But I would say Andrew Luck, looking at him coming out, I mean, there's somewhere within the tier themselves you can say they're even better. So I wouldn't put him in the Andrew Luck stratosphere. I think the ceiling, I think, I think the problem is is When you look at him NFL wise, he's got a very solid floor. Like, I think worst case scenario, he ends up the guy he's replacing. Worst case, he's Andy Dalton. I think best case, he's not quite Andrew Luck, but like right below him, where, you know, he's a top 10 quarterback for his entire career, but not quite that like top two or
1: three. Uh, Thor, if we threw Burrow into the mix with the quarterbacks from the last two years and they were all eligible for this draft, like, would he be number one or would he slide down the list a little bit?
3: Um, for me, yeah, I, I, I think he would be number one. Yeah, I, I think he would. I mean, you know, uh, what, what Jake was saying is, is true. And it's, it's really, for me, it's the only thing that's a slight concern, which is just that he had that enormous one-year leap up. And, and so it puts him sort of in a data point of his own because we've never seen a one-year leap like that. But it's also true that we've never seen a college season like that. So he's also a data point onto his own for that he, he just had the best college season that of any player of all time so you know in, in those two respects he he's off by himself um so i, I mean you know just as a prospect w- with those past two classes yeah I, I think you you have to put him um up there at the top yeah jake pick mm-hmm. number two the washington redskins
1: you're the gm you're on the board who are you taking?
2: it's it's chase young like this isn't even their biggest need the one good thing about them is arguably their defensive line but you're going to hear that name or that term generational you know game change like everything elite prospect when you have chase long chase young sitting there in your lap uh, you can't pass on him my biggest thing is to go back to the trades I think if anything was going to happen where they traded down was twofold is one is it kind of needs to be done before the draft because two the Redskins going to need a haul to move out of this pick. And that's the problem is I don't think anybody's willing to pay up. If this was a different season where the draft wasn't so deep, where we weren't talking about second rounders that would normally be first rounders in most years, I think they might have a better shot at it, but they're just going to need so much that I don't see somebody jumping up to number two, because when we get to the next pick, I think that's the pick that everybody's looking to trade to for the ones that need quarterbacks. So I, I know the Redskins have other needs. I know they need probably more draft capital. They don't even have a second rounder. But I think unless somebody just blows them away, it's going to be Chase Young.
1: I thought at DK Sportsbook, Chase Young's minus 2000 to be the second overall pick at the moment. Can you see Washington trading this, or is Chase Young just too good to pass up on?
3: I About a month, month and a half ago, I would have had a different answer. I, I would have said, yeah, I, I could see that. You know, that was when there was more steam with uh, specifically with the Tua trade. Um, but you know, as there's been more more talk about his medicals and 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 more discussion about the NFL being concerned about that, um, it, it seems like there's less of a market there, um, and and so it seems like you know Washington is is more entrenched there, and I, I think that's probably the right decision. You know, they if if they had gotten offered, you know, gotten kind of that Godfather offer, like you know, I mean, back in the day, you know, like with the RG three type offer, that would have been really tough because. Chase Young, you're talking about sort of a transcendent edge rushing talent. I mean, last year he had, I mean, Burrow. You know, I was talking about he he had one of the great quarterback seasons and, and seasons period we'd ever seen. Last year, Chase Young had one of the better edge rusher seasons of the last decade or two. Yeah, I mean, 16 sacks, 21 and a half TFL, six fumbles, and that's despite the fact that he was suspended for two games. I mean, that that's just ludicrous. If if Joe Burrow's season hadn't happened. Chase Young would have been in Heisman contention. So I, I think, you know, probably the right call is, is, is staying in place. They still, I mean, theoretically could get a godfather offer, but at this point I, I just don't see it happening. So I, I, I think it's going to be Washington and taking Chase Young there.
1: All right, well, let's stick with you. Third overall pick, the Detroit Lions are on the clock. Jake has alluded to potentially them trading out of this pick, but if the Tua demand isn't in hot supply, like we've been hearing the rumblings about, do you actually see them moving this pick or did they just make it?
3: Yeah, I guess, you know, for me, you know, again, and, you know, it's tough, but, you know, just because of the the way that the tide appears to be moving, I I guess that I assume that that Detroit's going to kind of be stuck there and that, some of these teams, you know, specifically talking about the Dolphins and the Chargers that they might not need to trade up um, to, to get their quarterback. And so, you know, if, if the Lions are, are staying in this slot, um, you know, drafting as the team, I'm going to be making a different selection than I would be making if I was the team. If I was the team, I would be taking Isaiah Simmons here, but drafting as the Lions, I will be taking Jeffrey Okuda. Um, you know, the, the trade of, of Darius Slay um uh, appears to have opened the door for that. And this just appears to be the the consensus pick at this point, you know, the kind of no-brainer uh type deal. And um, you know, it it, it makes sense, you know, and, and no disrespect to Okuda. Okuda's a, a tremendous player. You know, last year he gave up a quarterback rating against a 52.9. Um, he never once gave up a, a, a more than 50 yards receiving. Um, in a game and um, th- there's really nothing to, to nitpick about his game on the field or in terms of its a- athletic profile he went to Indy and tested like bonkers um, you know he's also physical and press you know there there's just really nothing to nitpick about his game so um, it, very solid pick um, so I, I'm, I'm gonna go with Okuda
1: uh okuda right now is even money to be the third overall pick if you did want to gamble and go with simmons and maybe go off the board he's currently nine to one to be the third overall Ooh. pick jake well, you think it's going to be a trade at the spot
2: i do i'm still going to stick with it and maybe it's foolish you i was the one that even said at the beginning of the show that i think there's going to be fewer trades i only have two but this is one of them and i've stuck with it for the last month I think all this Tua talk is smoke. I think this is the same thing we do every single year where we say, ignore the final two or three weeks before the draft. Everybody's throwing out false rumors about this, that, and the other thing. And with how many teams are saying, oh, Tua, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know. When just a month ago it was, oh, everything looks fine. His hip tested perfectly, he's 100%. Everything after the combine was, don't worry about it. Tua's already ahead of schedule. And all of a sudden, all this talk. So, I just feel like it's smoke. I could be 100% wrong, but I just feel like this is the Dolphins trading up to get Tua. It was tanked for Tua a year ago. Obviously, the whole Burrow situation changed that of him being the number one pick, but I still see them trading up to number three just to prevent the Chargers or anybody else jumping up to take it. But the funny thing is I would still have the Lions taking Akuda at number five. So either way, I still have the agreement with Thor, and that's who the Lions take. I just, I still think the Dolphins trade up to get Tua. They have the draft capital to move up, and they don't even have to spend a first rounder to probably jump to number three and get him.
1: Well, that means the decision comes down to me. Is it going to be a trade? Is it going to be a CUDA? I'm going to side with Thor on this one because I don't want to have to change the graphics I've already built, Jake. Sorry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't
0: have. So the good
2: news is, is when we get to five, if the Dolphins don't trade, I have them taking Tua anyway. So either way, it's Tua and Kuda to the same team. So that's good. For uh, you.
1: well, we'll see what happens with Tua here if he goes to the Dolphins or not. That means pick number four is now on the clock. Jake, do you have your binder in front of you? The Giants. Oh, are on the clock. Hold, on, hold on. I
2: got. I got it ready for the Giants. Here, hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me get the Giants hat <laughs> on. And let me. Hold on. <laughs> Oh wait wait wait. Hold on. So wait. Password. Password is hog mollies one two three. Um, um. Hold on. Where do I plug this in? Where Where does this? Hold, hold. Uh, I trade up for number one for Jarek Wills. Oh wait. Can we not do that? Uh, Jarek w- Jarek Wills. Is he still is the second rounder? Uh, what? Jarek Wills. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. I don't know what's going on.
1: So Gettleman is basically that guy in your fantasy draft that tries to draft like, I don't know, it's like, oh, is, uh, is Dalvin Cook still available? It's the ninth round. <laughs> no, 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 he was picked like three hours ago, man. <laughs>
2: I actually, so uh, I would love, I, I, look, Gettleman doesn't trade back. Um, hold on, let me get this crap off and take the stupid giant hat off. <laughs> you know, I don't support the team anymore. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I actually, so, and that's the thing as the giants, I don't believe it's going to be worse. I don't believe it's going to be Andrew Thomas or I think it's going to be will just because the giants just kind of do their thing. And he seems like the one that kind of makes the giants sense there, but I do think they end up going offensive tackle. I think as Thor said before, like, if I was on the team, if the same thing with the Lions, if I'm the Giants, I'm taking Simmons. Like, I saw the best tweet a couple months ago where somebody said, you take Simmons because either you get a generational talent or you know your defensive coordinator needs to be fired. Like, one way (laughs) or another, this guy should work out. So that's what I would do, but I think the Giants go offensive tackle, hog mollies. you got to protect Daniel Jones. And the drop-off from offensive tackle to the second round versus linebackers and defensive linemen is greater. So I think that's where they go.
1: So Thor... It does look like it's going to be an offensive tackle. That seems to be the common thought out there. But do you think it's going to be Jedrick Wills?
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good with Jedrick Wills there. And, and just one other point to that, even, even if Jedrick Wills maybe wouldn't be my selection, you know, just like, like Jake was saying, but, you know, just another data point to that Joe judge used to work for Nick Saban, you know, and mm-hmm. um, it, he also seems like, you know, he'd be a Gettleman guy as well. So just sort of connecting the dots there, get Gettleman. And, you know, just one other thing on this, it, you know, it's like. For, for three, four years, everything was leaking out of the, the Giants front office. And we always knew who they were going to pick in advance. And it's like these last couple of years, it, he, he's really plugged the leaks there. You know, where last year it was just out of left field with Daniel Jones. And then this year, it seems like every week they have a new pick in the media, you know, or like one week it was going to be Tristan Wirfs. And then, you know, it changed to sort of Isaiah Simmons. And then there was rumors about Derek Brown and then now they like Makai Becton and, you know, and, and now it's Jedrick Wills. And, you know, it's, it's been all all different kind of things. So at least I'll, I'll give Gettleman credit that uh, he appears to have plugged the leaks and, uh, <laughs> But I, I, I agree that, um, you know, in, in terms of playing the odds, I, I, you know, and, and sort of connecting those kind of dots with needs and, and just playing the probabilities, I, I, I would say Jedrick Wills. All
1: right. That puts Miami on the clock, Thor. Jake has already expressed his love for Tua at number five to the Dolphins. There have been a lot of rumors that Justin Herbert could go to this spot. i mean he he's tall, maybe he'll soak in the Miami sun. I don't know. Maybe there are legitimate concerns about Tua's hip and all the injuries that comes along with him. But who do you have the dolphins taking at number five?
3: I'm going to agree with Jake on this one i'm I'm, I'm going to go with Tua as well. um you know I think uh you know th- you know with all this this smoke screen stuff you know and and and, and thinking about this you know we've known that Miami was connected to Tua uh, you know going back a year year plus and and then all of a sudden it was like you know a couple of weeks ago all of a sudden it's like no you know we don't really like Tua but we're in love with Herbert and and so either you know Miami's like the dumbest organization <laughs> ever to let that out or else you know you know Chris Greer had a meeting where he's like all right, guys. You know, a couple of you need to go out and start talking to your your media contacts and and tell them that we really love Herbert and we're super duper concerned with with Tua's hip because you know we we might get hopped here, um, and and so it, it, you have to think what's more likely that that you know Miami fell out of love with Tua and decided to be loose lips with it, um, or that they still like Tua and they they they're you know that they're lying about it 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 seems that the latter is the more likely case um especially because they you know they weren't able to have him him in for you know with their their team doctors and we haven't heard anything as far as the medical side of it goes that would make us seem that um you know there's anything super duper troubling you know there's been rumors about it but um there hasn't been anything tangible and so why would you Take the objectively inferior player over an unfounded fear, um, you know. Potentially, as, as far as the medical stuff goes, it it doesn't make any sense to me. So I I have to go two on this, and I I think if Miami takes Herbert, I I think that they're making a big mistake.
1: Jake, you're in line with that as well. Per the odds, Herbert going to the Dolphins is minus one fifty. Herbert going to the sorry, Herbert going to the Dolphins is let's see, sorry, Tua. Herbert going to the Dolphins is minus one hundred and fifty. Tua going to the Dolphins is plus one hundred and fifty. So you can make some money on that if you think this comes true, yes. uh, and you think this is happening.
2: I still do. Everything I said, everything Thor just said, and we're on the same page here. It just—it's all that smoke, like you said. If this was true, what, even if, even like, uh, let's go to what Thor was just saying, like, even if there was medicals that they had, like, still, why would this get out there? Why would this get out there that all of a sudden Miami was just, oh, well, we changed our mind. Like, you wouldn't let that out anyway. You would still... Hope that, hey, maybe if you really do believe that somebody tries to trade to you, maybe you try to drop back or maybe so let somebody else spend the capital to jump up and take two if you're really disinterested in them. So it's just this. It just makes zero sense for me and again. But this this the draft. Would it shock me if Herbert goes there? No, but I'm 100 percent with Thor. I don't even have Herbert in tier two. I am not a Herbert fan. Although we're going to get to him in a second.
1: (laughs) Well, are we? So the chargers would be up with the next pick at number six. We know that rivers is gone right now. Tyrod is their starting quarterback. Presumably if they take Herbert, they can play him from week one, maybe, but do they actually take him here or do they say, Hey, let's take Simmons. We'll take the quarterback in the second round. We don't think that Herbert's all that good.
2: No, so, well, if I am the Chargers, I don't take Herbert. I actually take Jalen Hurts, but I don't take him here because you don't need to take him here. And I know that as an NFL GM that you don't need to take Hurts here. But that being said... I do think the Chargers end up taking Herbert because as much as this is another one, I mean, Anthony Lynn, I asked him like, or I was standing there and asking him another question. Somebody else asked him the quarterback question at the combine. He said this, this is way back in the combine where he goes, Tyrod Taylor, great quarterback. I think he's better now than when I saw him 2016. So he's been talking up Tyrod Taylor for a long time. Do we think he's the long-term answer? Obviously not. I think they do go for Herbert. I don't think it should be their pick, but I do think it is their pick.
1: Door. would you agree with that? Or is this a spot where the chargers could potentially trade down?
3: I, well, no, I, I think, you know, if, if, if it goes this way, I, I think that you sort of have to take uh, Herbert. I, I mean, like you're, you're going to go forward with, with, with Tyrod as, as your, your quarterback of the future East and stick, you know, I, I, I think that you would have to, you know, because, you know, after this, you know, we, we sort of have three guys, you know, in, unless you like love or unless you like um, hurts, I, I suppose you could target hurts at the top of the the second. Cause if, you know, after that, you know, you have to assume that that he might be going in in the second. So if, if you don't, if you don't pop Herbert here um, you would have to be very concerned that you're going to come out of this draft without a quarterback of the future. So you would have to be in love with one of the two guys on your roster. Um I, I I just think that you have to take whether it's Tua or whether it's Herbert. So um, I, I agree with the pick, you know, in, in, in terms of taking Herbert, he, he definitely has some warts, um, but uh, you know, I, I just think that you sort of have to in this slot.
1: I guess there's the chance that the front office of the chargers has decided that whether it be Tua or Herbert, they're just like, we're out on this guy. If that was the case, where do you think they would go with this pick if it wasn't a quarterback?
3: You uh, asking Thor okay go ahead. yeah go ahead I I think you would probably go tackle um mm. I I think it would either be tackle or, or or cornerback um you know like for instance if uh if if for instance the the Lions were to take Simmons and somehow Okuda fell down maybe that would be one scenario where um, you know, and, and maybe if the chargers didn't like Herbert or maybe if the chargers don't like Tua and, and, and the dolphins took, took Herbert and then Okuda fell down. I, m- maybe there's some iterations of scenarios where, where, where the chargers would, you know, look a different direction or, um, you know, or look, look to a tackle. Um, but I think that those would be the two other um, positions that they might look at.
1: Yeah. What do you think, Jake? Like if you let's say you let's say even you take simmons here you you can really beef up this defense to get at the quarterback if everyone is healthy day one for the chargers they could have one of the best attacking defenses in the nfl especially with the addition of chris harris too uh to the secondary where you're looking good all of a sudden like bose is healthy Darwin james is healthy if you can get someone else who can get to the quarterback it's pretty good and then you say hey we didn't like herbert so we'll sign cam or jamis to the one-year deal and then maybe next year we look for the quarterback
2: and I think that partly makes sense, but the problem is I feel like the Chargers are kind of the Chicago Bulls of the NBA. Like they're going to try and toe that line between, all right, we're going to rebuild in spots, but obviously we have stu- too much talent with Keenan Allen. Henry is back. I mean, it just offensively, they have a lot of pieces on defense, too. You talk about the Harris and everything. There's just too much here to compete now, despite the fact that probably not overtaking the Chiefs. So they're going to try and play both sides, which if they're playing both sides, I understand what you're saying about Simmons. But as I was not in agreement people couldn't see it. I agree with Thor. I think that if something were to happen where, you know, maybe they were really fond of two, and they're, you know, they're playing the game too and blowing smoke up everybody's you-know-what – and they don't like Herbert, and two, it does go to the Dolphins, I think they do go offensive tackle. I think if Worse is there, maybe Worse is their second-rated player overall, and they take that tackle to you know, shore up that offensive line. Or, like you said, a corner I think would be the other one, but do you jump at C.J. Henderson here? I think that you might try and trade back, but then you have to find a taker. But I think those are bigger needs than Simmons, despite Simmons just being somebody you should be able to just take him and figure out what to do with him. But I think offensive tackle is probably even more important.
1: Uh, if you don't know up your what, it's ass. By the way, good viewer out there, <laughs> Thor. You're on the clock. Number seven, Carolina.
3: I know some folks here would would take the interior defensive lineman, um, you know, uh, uh, Derek Brown, but uh, I can't do it. Um, I, I advise for IJ Simmons, and um, you they, they they do have a need here at at linebacker. Um, you know, and, and I think this would be a tremendous. First pick for Matt Rule to start that regime. You know he's a mm-hmm. defensive-minded coach, and with this pick, bringing in IJ Simmons, you get a defensive chess piece, maybe unlike we've ever seen before. You know, as a, a, a 6'4", 238 pounder, um, who who tested in the ninety-eighth percentile. Um, it, you know, in terms of his spark, um, four-three-nine speed. Uh, you know, long as hell. Um, you know, he was a guy last year who Brent Venables, the, the Clemson defensive coordinator, moved everywhere. And, it, you know, I don't think that people completely have context for this because sometimes we just sort of say that. Um, but if you look into his PFF numbers, Isaiah Simmons had a little over 800 snaps last year. He took over 100 snaps at five different positions, you know, at, at, at deep safety, at linebacker, at, at edge, at, uh, at slot corner and I'm I'm, I'm forgetting one but at, at five different positions and at all five of them he graded over 80 in every single uh, metric you know in, in in terms of like coverage in terms of uh, tackling in terms of run defense in 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 terms of everything so at every single position he was great at everything um, that doesn't happen it, it, it's like what he is, is, is sort of unheard of to the point where it's, it's hard to come up with comps for him. You know, you say like, you know, bigger Derwin James or Derwin James on steroids, but that's, you know, like what he is, is, is just something we, we sort of haven't seen before. So um, I I think it would be a perfect pick. Plus he gets to stay, you know, sort of close to Clemson slam dunk for me here. I I, I'm zooming that card in immediately. Um, I want Isaiah Simmons.
1: Jake, are you going to go with Simmons here? Because on paper, Carolina is the worst team in that division now. Mm-hmm. Do they gain more by... like? It does seem like Simmons would be a perfect fit on a team that is looking to jump up to the next level this year. Like the added... The added talent of him on a defense can really push you over the edge. If you're Carolina, like what difference is he going to make this year? Maybe even three years from now, is Carolina going to be any good? I have no idea. Maybe I'm just severely underrating Carolina. (laughs) But this does seem like a spot where if Simmons was still available, maybe they trade out of it.
2: Uh, I, I think that you just don't pass on this. The fact that I could see everything you're saying, and maybe if Carolina was at like number two or number three, but I mean, we're talking about everything that you know Thor just said. I'll give you it's he's Bo Jackson <laughs> on Tech mobile, but you know, on the defensive side, like he just he breaks it and you just don't pass on a talent like that. If he happens to fall this far, pure talent-wise, he shouldn't be at this big. So you just take him. I'll liken it to another thing. You remember when Andrew Luck took over for Peyton Manning? This is kind of like, hey, he's taking over for Luke Kuechly, who they just lost, and now they get potentially a better version because you can just put him all over the damn place and just look i i don't see how the carolina panthers i to what i was saying about the redskins at number two of how much it would take to trade down if he falls this far i can't see the panthers not demanding a ransom to trade out and avoid symptoms at this point you just take them unless you're bowled over
1: well the only team that i can really see trying to do it i guess miami has a package of picks they could move up they could trade one of their first and a third or something like that or the Vegas Raiders, because they're sitting at 12. You swap them 12 and maybe a second round or third round or whatever it might be if they really liked them.
2: I, the the Raiders might be the only one, but I think for what the Raiders need more so, like I'm looking right now for what I have them for and for their needs. <laughs> again, Simmons is just like you figure it out because maybe he doesn't fill your specific need. But it, I just again, unless I, I don't see unless like the Vegas what 12 and what they're 19. I don't think unless they offered them 12 and 19, the Panthers would just be sitting on Simmons and say, no. And I don't think the Raiders would give that up.
1: Yeah. That, that does seem like that. If I was the Raiders, I wouldn't give that up either. But if you could finagle it for the 12 and like I said, a third round pick, something like that, then you know, maybe they'd be inclined to make that move. Anyway, Simmons is the pick to Carolina. Jake, you're on the clock is Arizona. Offensive
2: line, 100,000% offensive line. So it really just comes down to who they like the most because The top four, or you have different opinions across all the teams. Like, Let's say we're wrong about the Giants, and it is worse. Well, the Cardinals might take Willis, or they might take Andrew Thomas, who I thought was just so funny how Andrew Thomas was the number one tackle all the way up until December, then he starts falling back, and now he's moving back up again. It just shows that there's a big four who might be. It might even be Becton. I haven't taken worse because I think a lot of people do have worse, number one. And if the Giants take Willis, then it's worse for me.
1: Yeah, Wills right now is minus 120 to be the first overall offensive lineman taken. Then it's Wirfs at plus 150, and then it's Andrew Thomas at 5-1. to one. Uh, Thor, do you see them going offensive line here? Because that seems to be a consensus of a team need that the Cardinals have. But what if Simmons was to fall to this pick? Do you think they throw that out the window and take Simmons?
3: Uh, you would have to think about it. You would at least have to think about it because tackle definitely is the biggest need. Um, but you know, you, you, that, I mean, arguably the second and the third one are edge and linebacker. And the beautiful thing about Simmons is he's listed as a linebacker, but he's really a defensive weapon. That's a linebacker and an edge defender and a safety, you know, I mean, he's a guy that you cross off multiple needs, potentially, um, just by drafting him. And, and that's, you know, when, earlier when I mentioned that if, if I was the Lions, I would take Simmons over Okuda. That's the reason why, because I, I think that you, again, you, you cross off potentially multiple uh, needs by taking one player. So I, I think you would at least have to consider it. Um, I, I think, you know, but with Cliff Kingsbury, he, he fetishizes the offense so much, um, and, and we see him uh, consistently skew that way. You know, we, we did at Texas Tech. He was, he, was, he was always sort of recruiting that way. And I, I think, you know, he, he wants to help out Kyler. If, if he hadn't gotten the trade for Hopkins, I think we probably would have seen a receiver here. That trade seems to have set up uh, the ability to take an offensive lineman here. And and worfs would seem to be the, the kind of lineman that Cliff would like. You know, I mean, he Cliff likes to play up-tempo. Um, and Wirfs is, if not the most athletic tackle to come into the NFL of all time, he certainly tested as such uh, in, in Indianapolis. I mean, he was testing like a wide receiver there. Um, I mean, just just ludicrous at, athletic testing. I mean, he, his vertical jump was better than C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy's. You know, he, he broke the, the position record there and he tied the position record for the broad jump. Um, it, You know, and he's a guy that, you know, he played right tackle in, in college, but last year he played some left tackle, too, and he did fine there. Um, And he, he's sort of rapidly ascending, developmentally getting better and better. So I, I think worfs would be a, a great pick there, and especially with Simmons off the board. I'm, 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 I'm great with that.
1: Arizona goes with Wirfs at number eight in this mock draft. So that means number nine. We have Jacksonville on the board, Thor, who needs everything.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, at at this point, I think for, for Jacksonville with Derek Brown dropping down the board a little bit, I I think it would be time to, to, to ring up Derek Brown. Um, you know, Jacksonville is going to be looking for interior help. Um, you know, it's a a team harkening back, you know, a, a team that used to be built around, you know, really strong interior play, you know, uh, John Henderson, guys like that, um, Derek Brown is, is a guy that is going to remind people of that, you know, he's, um, you know, a power player inside, um, you know, he, he's a guy that plays a little bit higher, but he's, he's just sort of a, a marauder, you know, he's, he's a guy who's just knocking heads and, um, you know, he's, he's a pocket pusher, a bull rusher, kind of like that. Um, and the linebackers in Jacksonville are going to love him because he occupies blockers. He, he's immovable. Um, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it be try- like trying to move like the mountain from game of thrones. You just can't, you just can't really get any movement on the guy. So um, he's a guy that you can sort of build your defense around, you know, from, for, from, sort of there at the fulcrum point. So I, I think if Derek Brown is there um, I, I think Jacksonville um, I, I, I think that becomes a, a pretty obvious pick. Jake,
1: do you think that Brown ends up going to Jacksonville or is it like, Hey, let's trade Fournette and we'll draft a running back.
2: No, I don't think that happens. in, in the four, Well, not the Fournette trade, but if they do make the trade, they're not going running back here. But uh, to give away part of my mock draft, that that's exactly what I have. I have Derek Brown going number nine to the Jaguars because if he falls this far similarly to the Simmons and the Panthers, you just don't pass up the value, which also, like you said, it's not just a need. They need a lot of needs, but it's one of their bigger needs is the defensive line. So I think they do this and whether or not they trade four net, they make this.
1: All right, Jake, that puts you back on the clock. The winners of the offseason for the second consecutive year, the Cleveland Browns, it resulted in a (laughs) 10th overall pick. That's pretty good. They've already signed an offensive lineman. Do they go offensive lineman again?
2: I think so, but you're going to already vote against my pick because I don't have them making this pick. I do have them taking offensive lineman, but not here. I have them trading back, and I have them trading back in what would be a shocker for some people because I think a lot of people are saying the Broncos are going to trade up. I think a lot of people are saying the Broncos are trading up for Judy. I actually think the Broncos are going to surprise everybody because uh, talking to some of my friends that were, I have a friend that works for Sports Illustrated, Brian Driscoll, covering, you know, the Broncos and Notre Dame for the longest time. Uh, they, you know, John Elway, whenever you start to hear rumors, this is another thing, this kind of goes to the Dolphins too, though. But whenever you start to hear a lot of rumors saying the same thing, why would the team let that leak? So I do think the Broncos trade up, but I don't think they go wide receiver. I actually think they trade up and take Kinlaw.
1: Oh, I was hoping you'd say they trade up and take rugs and I would just cash my bet right now and be like, I'm all good for that. All right. So, no. so Jake has a trade on the board, Thor. What would you do here as the Cleveland Browns?
3: I would stay put and I would take Andrew Thomas, you know, the, the, the Browns obviously, you know, the offensive line has been an abomination and you know, this, this class has got the four tackles. I, I think you have to take one of them. You, you have to put yourself in a position to get one of them. And I think, Thomas is is if, if it's me with, you know, being Cleveland, um, he's the guy that I want because they spent all that money on, on the right tackle and Conklin. And um, I, I want the guy who's going to be able to play left. Well, the three other guys in this class, their cleanest projection is is right tackle. That's what Wirfs played in college. That's what Wills played in college. Becton played both sides, but Becton is very clearly his his best projection is is right tackle. Well, Andrew Thomas played left in in college, and I I think that he's he projects to the left side in in the NFL. Some people will disagree with me because they they think you know his technique and pass protection needs work, but he's a fabulously athletic kid who works his butt off. So. I don't think that he's going to have issues with that. You know, he, he's slightly polarizing. Jake had mentioned before that his stock has gone up and down. I I just think that depends on who you talk to. Um, I'm a big fan of his. I, I, you know, he's, he's my second tackle. He, and I, I think it's funny that, you know, people have put Becton over him, you know, and some people, you know, say that, you know, Becton is, they have him sort of like significantly above him or, or like, you know, it's clearly better Andrew Thomas outplayed Becton his entire career against better competition, you know, in, in the SEC and was playing right away. So I I like Thomas more. That there's no problems with his his athleticism. Um, and, and if you're Cleveland um, and, and you want to sort of jump up right away, you want a guy that can play uh, left tackle. Uh, I, I feel much more comfortable with Andrew Thomas playing left tackle than, than trying to bring in Becton. Um, you know, I, 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 would have issues with, with Becton right away. Um, even at, even at right tackle right away, I, you know, I, I don't know how he's going to, you know, year one, how he's going to play without the mini camps and everything like that. Like beckton has got some, some stuff to work on and, um, he just had the failed drug tests and stuff like that. I just think Andrew Thomas on so many different levels is safer. Um, he's, he's been better and he, I think he's also a better fit. So I'm going with Andrew Thomas here.
1: Uh, if we look at the DK Sportsbook and look at top ten odds for some of these picks, Thomas minus one twenty five to be selected inside the top ten, Becton minus one ten to be selected inside the top ten. Jake, if everything works out for you, Kinlaw goes plus one twenty inside the top ten.
2: See, so there you go. And there's a lot of talk about him recently over the past couple of weeks, where it's more, it's not like specific team rumors where we're talking about the Dolphins and you know, as I just mentioned with the Broncos trading up for Judy specifically. There's just talk about him. Is there's a few players there. Kim Law is one of them. There's like three or four that have really started to get that late buzz. That and usually that late buzz when it's a player specific in the draft. Like, we're gonna. I don't, I don't know if Thor has him there, but like AJ Terrell, I have Cohen in the middle of the draft when we get to him. But he's another one. You sign, see these things, and those usually do pan out. Those are the ones that
1: hold is when it's player specific. That puts. I'm going to take uh, Thomas with that pick, by the way. Yeah, because you're not going to trade. The <laughs> yeah, draft. I, I don't want to change the draft. <laughs> At pick number 11, Thor, the New York Jets are on the clock. Is it the last of the tackles,
3: or is it a wide receiver? Um, I think we're going to go with the the last of the tackles here. I I I think makes sense. Um, I I think uh you know old old Sam Darnold and uh, and Le'Veon, you just sort of have to help them out here. Um and especially like you know like we were talking about before with the chargers, i think when you're um you know you're thinking about the draft there there's just like these different tiers and with you know the the quarterbacks you know you have like the top two tier at least how i see it, and then there's like the herbert tier and then there's a another drop and with the the tackles you have the four and then you have the drop and i think you know, with the Jets, you know, your, your other needs, you know, you, you could take a receiver here. Sure. And the way that we have it is, you know, you would have your pick of the, of those top guys, but in this class, the receiver class is just so stacked and we've heard media reports of, you know, teams could wait until the second, third, fourth round, you know, and, and, and wait on that need. And I think that that is prudent because in, this this class is it's yes, it's stacked at the top, but it's also stacked in the in the middle and it's also stacked at the end. It's a the kind of draft where you take a receiver in the third round, you're gonna get a second round value most years. You take a re- receiver in the fifth round you're going to get a third round value the most years yeah. etc so if, if i'm the jets um i am going to take the last of the sort of top four tackles because that's a huge huge need i'm going to defer that receiver need i'm going to defer that edge need etc um and and i'm gonna i'm gonna lock in mckay beckton here
1: yeah and jakey if you lock in beckton now you can just trade jamal adams to philly for a pick later on
3: that seems to
2: be so like everybody's starting to mock that now too. Isn't it? like, what's the trade for them? Actually, some of them haven't getting traded to the Cowboys too. Just the fact that he's getting traded. I, I did the same thing. I actually had Andrew Thomas because I just mentioned the trade. So Andrew Thomas was still on the board, but if it's not Andrew Thomas, I still have him saying offensive tackle because to that point, you know, I, I keep going back and forth on these wide receivers. I'm on the side of like, if I'm an NFL GM, why am I going after the first round? That's the back half of the first round, unless I really just want that extra year potential control, but I bring, That up to say, like I have six first round, first round wide receivers. That doesn't include Higgins and Pittman. And for me, Chanel. I mean, these are guys that, yeah. If the board went my way, and maybe I'm wrong, but some of the other ones you swap out if one of those goes in, and you take somebody that I have going in the first round, like Ayuk, and he ends up going in the second. So what Thor is saying, what we've been saying this entire time, the tier drop-off is just so much greater at offensive line that you need that for the future of the Jets. And if Sam Darnold is your future, which they still believe in. So, yes, I, I have Thomas, but if it's not Thomas, I would have Becton.
1: All right, well, that puts us into position to potentially draft the first wide receiver of the board. First of two yes. picks for the Vegas Raiders is number 12. Is this where we see Jerry Judy go, Jake?
2: I actually think it's C.D. Lamb. Uh, Look, I have three in my tier one. These are Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, and C.D. Lamb. Those are my three tier one wide receivers. Uh, The difference between C.D. Lamb and Judy is I think Judy kind of fits the better mold. I mean, we're nitpicking with this tier one. These are elite level wide receivers in my opinion, especially Judy and Lamb. The thing is with Lamb fits great outside and I think that if you look at Judy he might fit better in the NFL as the Juju Smith-Schuster the Michael Thomas where you want him inside at times a big slot and if you're looking at this team makeup as of today if you're looking at who they have and when you have a tight end like Darren Waller that broke out in the way of what we we're talking about like the Zach Ertz and the Travis Kelsey's of the world you need the outside guy more so for me I'm going to go lamb because I'm going to take the one who plays outside all the time and doesn't need to possibly be shifted inside to get the best out of them. Splitting hairs here. If they went Judy, I wouldn't be shocked. But for me, if I'm the Raiders, I'm taking lamb over Judy here.
1: Thor, do you agree? Is it going to be Judy? Is it going to be rugs or is it going to be lamb? Uh,
3: I'm down with taking lamb. Yeah. Lamb's my wide receiver one. Um, it's, it's, it's close, you know, between him and Judy, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, pick your, Favorite flavor of, of ice cream, you know, in in in, in some ways. But um, you know, Lamb is. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, he has got it all. You know, it, balance, flexibility, uh, play, strength, body control is is ridiculous. Big catch radius, and he's a guy who after the catch is special. He's he's so good after the catch, and he's so smooth in space that you know, folks in the media thought that his athleticism wasn't as good as it turned out to be because he, he was just so smooth at, at processing bodies in space that it appeared that he wasn't moving as fast as he actually was. <laughs> um, you know, he, that, that he was just sort of gliding, you know, and, and moving at different speeds than other folks. So um, he just has it all. He, he just seems, he's one of those guys who just has an innate, sense of how to play the game um I, I think this would be a slam dunk pick for a, a, a team who needs precisely what he is okay so
1: cd lamb goes to vegas that puts the niners on the clock with the indie pick by trading deforest buckner at number 13 thor is this a receiver here Cause that's been talked about for the 49ers. They do pick at number 31. We've already said a few times that is a deep wide receiver draft. Jake has six projected to go in the first round. Could you forego a receiver here and potentially take a cornerback knowing that three of the four cornerbacks on your team right now are essentially rest- unrestricted free agents at the end of the season.
3: Yeah. You know, you, you could go Judy here or you could go rugs. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with CJ Henderson you know, because again, you know, going back to the sort of teardrops, you know, at cornerback, for me, I see a bit of a one after after Henderson, you know, where then you sort of get into that that Quagmire where you're talking about, you know, Fulton, Johnson, you know, Diggs, Terrell, you know, you're sort of, you know, talking about those different guys. But Henderson, you know, is very clearly, you know, CB2, you know, some people have even talked about him as, as CB1, you know, just in terms of pure coverage, he's very close to Okuda, um, you know, where where he sort of drops back. um, He doesn't like to tackle, um, you know, and then there's just some small parts of his game, you know, in in terms of like ball tracking, you know, stuff like that, just, just minor things, but he's one heck of a player um, and a fabulous athlete, you know, in, in terms of movement skills and stuff like that top notch so you know if if you're the 49ers your two biggest needs are corner and, and wide receiver this is a nice draft to be in and you're in two nice positions to be in you're at 13 here the number two corner has fallen to you I think I sort of just take what's been given to me at 31, I know a stud receiver is going to be there, whereas I don't know how the corners are, are going to fall, but I know that C.J. Henderson's not going to be there. So I, I think I'm just going to take Henderson. and we'll, we'll see what happens later, but I know I'm going to like the receiver that I get at 31.
1: Yeah, Jake, what do you make of this? Because we obviously know San Francisco is pretty close, and you talk about how... The receiving core isn't all that great. Well, you have Debo Debo. People seem to think is very good. He proved himself to be pretty good. And you have Kittle as a receiver as yeah. well. So maybe the receiving core isn't as dire as some people are making it out. Maybe the overall wide receiver depth isn't great, but your receiving core is actually quite good. Cause I think they might go a corner here.
2: Uh, I could see it. This is one of the ones I struggled with the most because everything Thor said, I think, and to your point, I think Henderson does make sense, but Was Henderson going to make a year one impact, even as good as he is with the step chart and for the team that wants to contend now? Yeah, he'll probably be the third corner to start, maybe even push for the number two before we even get to the midpoint of the season because he is that good. But I kind of don't know how I look. I'm not going to pretend I know what the 49ers are going to do. So I'm actually still leaning wide receiver because I do think uh, I agree with everything Thor said. I'm not disagreeing at all. I just see because of this tier one of wide receivers, I go back to like the Odell Beckham, that draft class with Mike Evans of wide receivers that can step on the field day one, produce and know that we can produce. It doesn't happen every single year at wide receiver. And now I get caught into that whole situation where I was just talking about Judy. You brought up Debo. Debo's over in the middle of the field, one of the greatest separators that I saw in last year's draft class. You have Kittle. So does Judy fit with those two? I could see them taking Judy. That's where I go. I could also see him going rugs because you get that Marquise Goodwin, which never really panned out for them. You get that deep field threat. So to your, and you want to, you want to bet on rugs anyway. So why not just make that the pick? But I lean wide receiver. It wouldn't shock me if they go Henderson, especially because he's there. And maybe they like Jalen Johnson potentially being in the second round for them. I just don't know where they're going to go, but I personally lean wide receiver. I don't hate the corner option.
1: So, I'm going to go with Henderson here because I've already lost my rugs bet if this mock draft actually turns out to be true. So I'm just angry. Oh, so it's just point.
2: about money at this point. Yeah,
1: it's just—it's always just about money for me. So I'm going to go, and it throws a nice wrench into this, leaving Judy on the board, leaving rugs on the board to see how the rest of this draft shakes out. So oh, C.J. God. Henderson, corner to the Niners at pick number 13. Jake, Tampa Bay is now on the clock at number 14. Yeah. In our mock, all of the tier one of tackles are off the board. Does that mean Tampa goes a different way?
2: Uh, For me, so that's where I had the last. I had Becton going to the Buccaneers for my mock draft. Uh, Now, because what happened is there's also the name that I already brought up at number 10, Kinlaw. I think Kinlaw is getting all the buzz for the right reason. I, again, I talk about the players is the fact that they get a the lot late movement, late talk, late buzz, and that usually pans out. Maybe it not like top 10 potential like some people are saying. But within the top 20, I think if the Buccaneers are sitting here, I know they made some temporary signings. But to your point about the 49ers, there's a lot of one-year expiring contract deals on the defensive line. The defense needs help. I know that offensive line, you bring in Tom Brady, you want to shore that up. But again, beckton has gone for this draft. It is not gone for mine. So in this scenario, I'm going Kinlaw from the Buccaneers. If Kinlaw's still there and the Buccaneers are on the clock, I think they go
1: him. So Kinlaw to the Bucks, Thor. What are the odds they just trade this pick for Julian Edelman? <laughs>
3: <laughs> After we saw that clip at the uh, at that basketball game where he was saying he's coming back, he's coming back, maybe pretty low. Only if they're um, throwing Sony Michelle too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Um, I'm down with this pick. Um, this would be, I, I, I think, you know, if, if this scenario happened, I, I think this would be sort of your bailout trade down kind of a spot. Cause this, this would be sort of your worst case scenario for the bucks that all four of the, the tackles are gone. Um, but I, I do agree that the Kinlaw would be probably your best case, um, fallback option, you know, in, in, in terms of like the, the, the best player available, uh, type strategy. Um, I mean, he's he. I love Kinlaw. In fact, I rank Kinlaw above Derek Brown on you know just personally. Um, and so, you know, at at fourteen here, um, I you know I I think that that's a slam dunk. So I you know I'd be down to take him there for sure.
1: Do you think that there's a chance that the well Kinlaw is going to be the pick at number fourteen to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as per this mock? But if someone like they signed Brady they they're sort of going all in on this year you have to protect him you have to keep him upright can you see them reaching on attack like Josh Jones like move him up the board and like we'll just take him hopefully he's good
3: I think I I think the more likely scenario is that you would trade back just a bit um because mm-hmm. I you know I don't know how you could talk yourself into there's a huge qualitative difference between say Josh Jones uh as and Ezra Cleveland um you know and and I mean, I so, some other team would probably take Austin Jackson in there. I I don't, I don't know that Tampa, if if they're in win now mode, would want Austin Jackson. He's he's more of a project. But um, you know, I, I think that you could drop back a little bit and get you know Ezra, Cle- Ezra Cleveland's a, a really good pass protector, so they they might want him. But I, I I I think taking him here is a bit of a reach. So and and maybe you know Tampa Bay, they're a team that I you know. They're looking this year, next year, as far as with Brady, they might be a team if they trade back, maybe you, you pick up picks in, in future years as well that, you know, you might target that as well. So I, I think trading back would be um, more likely, but I, I could for sure see that because, you know, Jones and, and Cleveland are two viable guys um, for later on in the round. I, I just don't think right now to me, I would see that as as a panic pick.
2: Well, I think it goes, uh, Pat. I actually think they could go the other way is the fact that if the Buccaneers see the three off the board for our draft, if they go off with those three at the top 10, I could see them working the lines already, trying to jump up to make sure they got the fourth before the Jets. Uh, obviously that would have a scenario where they, you know, potentially have to trade with the jets. But I think to what Thor is saying is it would be a trade back for that next kind of trio, maybe quartet of offensive linemen where they might try to move up rather than move back. If Mac moving back is like the worst case scenario.
1: Yeah. Cleveland would be a very likely destination at number 10. If you could move up to that spot, or if you could make that swap with the jets, if the jets need offensive line help, or they really do want to draft a receiver, one of the big three receivers would, theoretically still be left at this pick if they were to swap with the Jets and the Jets pick up some more draft capital as well. Thor, you are John Elway. It is your pick. The Broncos are up.
3: As John Elway, I'm doing backflips right now because Jerry <laughs> Judy is falling down the yep. board to 50. 15. So I mean, in, in, in Denver, we're rejoicing, um, you know, over over Skype, we're, we're doing high fives with, with Drew Locke. Um, it, you know, everybody's happy. Corlin Sutton's happy. You know, there's going to be less attention on him. Uh, you know, the, the, the people are, are cracking Coors lights. Um, everybody's having a good time. Jerry Judy is, is heading to the Mile High City. So we are popping him at 15.
2: Uh, not, not everybody, Pat. Oh, like like. Hold on, I'm gonna shed a tear here for Deshaun Hamilton because he's not gonna be happy for this one. To see that. Yeah, yeah, My
1: Yeah, your guy's dead if this ends up happening. And no, no more Deshaun Hamilton.
2: No, this is definitely not. He won't show up for those last two games of the season ever again. Uh, look. For mine, what Thor was talking about before, and I, it just how much fun it would be anyway if the Browns did trade back to this pick with the Broncos, and then took Ezra Cleveland to play for the Cleveland Browns. There's just, I don't know if that's ever happened, where they've had the last name being the name of the city that he's playing, and that would just be terrific. But I agree, if the mock draft is going, or the draft is going the way of our mock draft. I'm with Thor. Like this is almost, you know, the the Broncos are on the clock, and the pick is in Jerry Judy. Like it's just that simple.
1: <laughs> now, is the next pick all that easy with Atlanta? Up at number 16.
2: Well, wait, wait, wait. What did you decide with the 49ers? Did you put Henderson
1: for the 49ers? Yeah, Henderson for the 49ers.
2: All right. Well, that's that screws up my plan for the Atlanta. So uh if there is no if there is no CJ Henderson, um let me look down my list for the I think the it's chasing. I think for what they need with the loss on defensive line in that area of their need for especially getting after the quarterback. I don't have him going for another couple picks in mine, but if Henderson is off the board, which would have been an easy pick for the Falcons, I think they go with Chaseon.
1: Uh, Thor, what do you do if you're the Falcons at this pick?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you're looking at either corner or or edge. Um, I the so Chaseon is 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 definitely in consideration here. The the other sort of direction. Um, and and specifically the player that I've I've been thinking about is is maybe an AJ Terrell, um, just because Dane Brugler had put out a, a report recently that AJ Terrell could be a surprise top sixteen pick, and the Falcons interestingly enough are sitting at at sixteen, you know, and are sort of around you know in in the area of AJ Terrell and. You know, Terrell's kind of an overlooked uh, kind of player, you know, who's been sort of singed by the media because he got singed by Jamar Chase in the national title game. But, you know, he's a hell of a player at Clemson over over multiple years. Um, and, and cornerback is is that other big need there. So um, I think uh, I think I'm going to say A.J. Terrell, but Chase on would be the other guy. So I, 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 I could go either way on, on that one, honestly.
1: All right, Jake, you win this one. Chase on. The oh, Falcons. finally won one. You won one. <laughs> I, I didn't well, trade what, anybody here. Yeah, if you don't trade anyone, you're looking pretty good here in the draft. So, those are the first 16 picks of our mock draft. We'll conclude this of uh, part one, but before I get out of here, before we get to part two of this draft, the remaining picks uh, and the teams that haven't quite picked yet. Jake, if there's any team that's outside of the top 16 right now that you think could move inside the top 16, who do you think it would be?
2: Mm, looking at... I would say the only thing that could surprise us, it maybe, well, no, see, I heard the rumors about the Falcons. I was about to say the Falcons, but they don't have a lot of draft capital. They're, they'd be giving up next year's draft picks to move up, but that seems to be the one. I mean, maybe they're falling in love with Kim Lawler. Maybe if Henderson lingers too long and they jump up to what we were talking about before with the 49ers, maybe they try to move up and the 49ers move back because they could say, all right, we'll just take Ruggs or Judy, whoever still left for us. I think the Falcons, but they're already at 16. So outside of that, I don't see a lot more moving up unless, no, I just, I just don't. Maybe the Saints, because just because they're win now. But again, now we're talking about trading your future capital. The Saints, yeah, I'd say the Saints at 24 would be the only one I could see moving that far.
1: Uh, Thor, who do you see potentially moving up here? Like, could the Dolphins package their picks together to move up again and go get like a stud if one were to start falling down the draft board?
3: I'd consider it. I mean, you, you, well, you want to have half your roster be rookies next year. Uh, I mean, you know, at a, at a certain point, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer to, um, you know, I mean, usually in, in general, I, I wouldn't be about the idea of, of of trading up, but they they have so many picks. Um, and in this class, you, there's, you know, you only have a finite sort of amount of, of can't miss pro, uh, prospects. I, I don't know if, their names of of that list may be slightly different than mine, but um, yeah, they, they might be a team that would, uh, you know, try to get back up in there uh, certainly. So yeah, they, yeah, I I, I think that they might be a team that would, that would try to do it. Yeah. Well, I I could see that.
1: Well, I mean, you're local to Minnesota, like with the Vikings having those two picks in the twenties, are they rumored to be doing anything with those in terms of movement?
3: Uh, no, I, I would be surprised just because they're in salary cap hell, which is the reason that they <laughs> traded digs. And so they're trying to plug a bunch of different holes. You know, they, they have a, it's like they're, you know, on the Viking ship and there's a bunch of holes, like the, the thing, they're trying to stick their fingers in all the holes and trying to That's plug them as, <laughs> as, as cheaply <laughs> as possible. And so I think the more likely scenario would be maybe even trading back, you know, with, with, one of them and um, you know, into the top of the second and, and trying to pick up a couple more picks. Cause I, I think they have a lot of roster holes right now. So I, I would doubt that they move up, but I, who knows, I could be wrong.
1: Right. That will do it for part one of the NFL mock draft picks one through 16. If you want to get into a draw for 20 DraftKings dollars, smash the like button of the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section and tell me which player with your favorite team at the pick you currently have that you would like the most. The players that are mocked right around them, which one is your preference? Boom, you're in that draw for 20 DK bucks. You want to get into the draw for 100 DK bucks? Easy stuff too. Sub to the Pat Mayo Experience Audio Podcast. You might as well download a few of the episodes where you're up there. Help us out a little bit. Leave a five star review, DraftKings handle, and something you like about this show. And you're in that draw for $100 DK. You're looking for part two, 17 to 32. Well, friends, that's coming tomorrow. So until then, I'm Pat Mayo, and I'll see you next time. Pat
2: Mayo Experience! Experience! This is the story of
3: the one.